Tom Parry. Matt Boyle, good day to you, sir. Good day. Good good day. You you have somewhat of a regal air about you today. <laughs> do I really? You do. I mean, it, it, the fact you're wearing a crown and a cape says a lot, but mm. Mm. I, I can't I can't what is it? What is it? What have you what have you done? Have you won the lottery? Have you ascended to a higher plane of gaming? I've got a gaming PC, Matthew. Oh la la! I'm sorry, Lord Parry. I didn't realise. Okay, <laughs> let let's talk about it, my liege. On Tom and Matt attack. Oh, you think you know a guy, Mr. Parry, and then he's like, oh, I've got a gaming PC now. How well, I think, yeah, it's all right. I mean, I'm not converted to PC gaming, I have to admit, and I only have it because it was dirt cheap, so yeah. it's not that uh, I've spent thousands of pounds on a gaming setup. No, I spent, uh, hang on, <laughs> it's all come to it, around uh, 200 quid. Cool. Um I mean, you know, I I got a PC way back when. I think I've used it all of three times just because I wanted to play, like, Mahjong games and visual novels on Steam <laughs> that I can't buy on consoles. So, you know, I don't yeah. blame and you, I, but... I tell you, I got, I got the PC for 50 quid, uh, but uh, the uh, I've had a few issues with it since getting it, so, so the... Uh, the price of fixing those issues has, has mounted up somewhat. And uh, yeah, now I'm around the 200 quid mark. I think I'm all done now. I think I've got everything I need. But yeah, it's these things with PCs, you know, they don't always, it's second hand. They don't always yeah. work out of the box, do they? So I've, I've had my fair share of issues with it already. So it's not got off to the, the best start. However, the other day I was able to actually play a game on it. And I, wow. I chose to play... First of all, I chose to play Quake 2 on it. Yes, which I pointed out to you off, Mike. A game available on consoles, several in mm. fact. Oh, absolutely. Because that, that's sort of the, the, the question, is it? Why have a gaming PC when you have all the consoles you need and the, the ability to play these games? But again, it came down to that that price. I thought, well, it's going to be helpful to have a PC, maybe for some of those indie games that don't come out on consoles at least yeah, perhaps this, this is why but I, I have one yeah when i was deciding what to play i was like what's going to make the most use of out of it being a pc uh, a first a first person shooter yeah with a with a mouse and keyboard that's the way you play a first person shooter and true. i have to say playing quake 2 on it like that was much more preferable to playing it with a controller i think it's also because i felt like i traveled back to when that game came out and I was imagining, you know, I had a really high-powered PC at that time, and uh, I was playing Quake Two, and I was, I was like a, a retro PC enthusiast. This was this was how I felt when I I played Unreal Tournament two thousand <laughs> in two thousand when I was like, ha ha ha! I've been to PC World. I have the most powerful gaming PC in the world. Look at me fly rockets. Ha-ha. So I, I even though Quake Two is ancient now uh, by comparison, uh, it's like. To me, I've never, I never had that experience. I never had a computer that was 
probably good enough at least to run Quake 2 at the level I was playing it. Um, yeah, at a, at a full 60 frames per second. Yeah, absolutely. And Ooh. I have to say, I really like that game. And Quake 1, yeah. actually. Um it's good. Yep, yep. I think I prefer it to Doom. Is that, no, is that normal? I Controversial? Don't think, I don't think you're in the minority there. I, I think, you know, one one hand washes the other, right? I think they're in the same... Mm pantheon of gaming i i think you know with without doom you don't have quake and without quake you don't have unreal tournament like i think they all build mm. upon each other i mean they're they're both id anyway like absolutely yeah so um i have a few games i've yet to sample i've not really had the, the opportunity to spend much time with it i did try fortnite out with the mouse and keyboard and i was not liking that yeah um that that there was a lot more to learn there you know having your weapons on the numerical keys and being a third-person game as opposed to a first-person game, I, I find that, you know, having to, the, you know, you slide, but I think Fortnite's maybe a bit too complex necessarily for a mouse and keyboard system, but I suppose others would argue, well, that's why you'd want it, because you have so much at your disposal on your keyboard. I don't know. I, I, I like it on a controller, personally, but, and again, I am used to that. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, it's just shielding your preferences, isn't it? Like I said... When I'm playing stupid, like, Japanese-translated obscure Mahjong games, it doesn't huh. really matter because it's, you're clicking a mouse, like, at the end of the Yeah, game, absolutely. You know, and that, I think those sort of games are best suited to PC. I think I'm going to be playing more so those type of games, as a, not Mahjong games, but <laughs> ones that are more involved with the mouse and the keyboard as opposed to where you just sooner use a controller. But I, I did buy myself a Bluetooth dongle so I can connect the controller to it. Uh, so we can we can try that out. There was a game I was playing on PC. It was one of the first games I played. It was like, oh, great, this thing has just come out on PC. I can't remember what it is. But it's kind of like an infinite Doom-like game where you're in a big room with things flying right. at you. I can't remember what it's called. If, yeah. When I do, I will link it to you because it's worth Oh, yeah, I need that. PC game recommendations. So any listeners uh, listening to this episode, if there's anything that's like PC exclusive that you think I might like... Um, based on my taste, because if you listen, if you are a regular listener, you probably know the kind of thing that I like. Uh, but I am interested in playing maybe a few. I did used to like Age of Empires and StarCraft. I had demos for both of them Yeah. <laughs> on my old computer back in the day. So I could see myself maybe trying another, uh, RTS. what would you call it? RTS, that's right. Yeah. There, there's a lot of PC-exclusive RTSs for obvious reasons. And yeah. I mean... Even the RTSs that come out on console, I would argue, are probably better played than the PC. Um, hmm. The thing I'm very curious about, and I'm I'm not sure if your 50 quid PC could run it, but I would try Valorant, <laughs> which is Riot's first-person shooter, a character-based one. Because right, that is yeah. yet to come to consoles. I hear it is still very good. I Va- hear a lot of Valor- play that. Valorant. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah um, my, my computer, I'd love to be able to tell in the podcast what it is and what its specs yeah. are. But I am so not tech savvy, I can't. Well, I could lean down here and maybe read something off the top yeah, of it. Yeah, but I'm not, Tom. I'm not a PC person anyway. Even if you're like, wow, RAM, I'm, I'm not. Right, AMD Ryzen Seven. Uh, it's older. I mean, it's not like it's a brand new PC, but it'll play most games from the last few years. I think, it, yeah, it's a few years old. Yeah, um, still an expensive PC from what I can see. I, can't, I don't know if the Ryzen 7 is at the, the GPU or the CPU, probably the, the GPU. 
that's the processor, um, yeah. Is it? Oh, well, mm-hmm. you know. It's AMD, I know that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, if anyone really wants to know, I can tell you on Twitter if you ask, probably. But, because <laughs> if there's a game that you don't know if it's going to run, you see, uh, I mean, you want to recommend The, the AMD me. Ryzen 7 um, is featured on a, on the, on their website and it says you know get starfield so i assume you you're all right with that processor yeah but i tell you what my experience of running fortnite wasn't so smooth because no. uh i did like the optimal settings for my pc i asked the game to detect you know the settings but um even with that on it was not optimal i had to turn on vsync you know uh, yeah. to stop the screen Tearing, I think that's why you might put on VSync. I had to lower the resolution um, somewhat to get it to run at a sort of reasonable, smooth frame rate. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's not going to do things at the highest end. It will, it will run games, but I'm not going to run them at top settings. Yeah. I've yet to try. I've got, you know, because I've got a Doom bundle and a Quake bundle, 40 quid for all the Doom games and all the Quake games. Yeah. I thought that wasn't too bad. They, they, you know. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's very interesting. Maybe you just haven't got RAM and stuff in there because like, I'm Googling no, I have. AM, yeah, I've... I'm, I'm Googling the words AMD Ryzen 7 and this article from 2023 says AMD Ryzen 7 and Intel Core 1i7 CPUs for Intel and AMD are some of the best processors you can currently buy. So, Oh, right. Well, it's um, I can tell you I've got 16 gig of RAM, which yeah. is... You know, not bad by any means, is it? 16 gig of RAM. No, um, I, I think you could get more, though. I think you could get more. Yeah, I've spent enough money on RAM already. Because so, that was the problem with the computer in the first place. When I got it, the, the RAM was faulty, so I had to buy 16 gig of RAM. Okay, so there are um, different versions of this CPU, is what I can see. Right. But, yeah, I don't know. Let's not get into talking about. I definitely stuff, think we're there's... just going to reveal our ignorance. You're, you're crying. Uh, yeah, well, we have already. Yeah. Off the side of your head. We have already, but um, yeah, I think there's more to it than that. I think there's more elements involved. You mentioned RAM, the CPU, GPU. There's. I mean, there's um, graphics cards. There's everything else, right? Like. Yeah. Exactly. So there's a lot um, of stuff. But at first, I thought with with the problem I had with with the computer, because I'll give you a little bit of history here. Uh, so. The RAM obviously was faulty. I had to, to to identify that. Now, I thought it was the RAM, and I was told it was the RAM, but I did my own RAM check on it. You know, I booted yeah. the computer up with a, a program that was going to check my RAM. It said you'd have to do so many passes, left it on for like six hours. It said the RAM was fine. I did take it into a PC shop where they deduced after a little while it was the RAM. So you just put new RAM in. I'm not sure they did much else. Did they um, they should have... Yeah, they rammed it in, yeah, yeah. But um, they should have maybe realised, and I think they did, because it was in the report, that my Windows was corrupted. Because what had been happening when I first tried to use my computer, it had been crashing constantly as Windows 10 was trying to install. Right. Because I got it without an operating system. So um, because of that, the the Windows I ended up with, um, with was crashing because of the RAM, first of all, because of the RAM issue, once that was fixed, it still wasn't working properly. For example, I couldn't launch several games from Steam. I couldn't download game launchers like EA, Apple, Epic, or GOG, or, you know. 
the, and something was wrong. Need. Yeah, yeah, something was wrong with it. And after consulting with uh, someone I know, it deduced that probably just reinstalling Windows would uh, fix the issue. And I'm, I'm happy to say it has. Um, I was quoted a price for them to do that at the computer shop, but uh, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Consider, and I said, well, I'll just do it myself. And as it was, <clears throat> someone did it for me, but, you know, it, it's not a complex little job to do. Um, yeah, uh, so so that, that was my little bit of history, getting the thing to work. And because it's so massive and I don't have a car, and I had to get it from uh, somewhere a little bit further away than I would have liked. It was um, a bit of an effort. Yeah, it's been it's been a good few weeks in the making. This uh, PC it has it usable. So okay, um, and yeah, you you celebrated by playing Quick Two, a game released in nineteen ninety six. I celebrate yes because yeah you know, I've had very little time to actually try it out so I will try something a little bit more demanding. I've got The Sims Four on it, Sonic Frontiers, and Quake Two installed. Um, yeah, I'll okay. have to install a few more games. I've got limited hard drive space. So I got what have I got? Um, one one point five terabyte. Limited, he says. 1.5 terabyte hard drive. Well, I've Is got right? two hard drives. One's 500 gig, one's one terabyte. Yeah. Ah, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Also, so, you, yeah, you need, yeah. there's so many complicated things that I know, like, offhand about PC gaming, about, like, hmm. Is your 500 gig hard drive in the in the machine a solid state hard drive? Because that'll affect your load times. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I think they're both both hard drives. Are, I think I know at least a terabyte one is solid state where I'm putting all the games anyway. Yeah, well, it sounds like you've got a decent PC for 50 quid. Yeah, and it lights up, Matt. It lights up. It's got like a red light oh, inside it. Oh, nice. You're going to get a mouse that's going to have like go faster lights on it as well. Oh, yeah, my mouse actually does light up, yeah. Good, good. I'm glad. I bought I bought a very cheap mouse for my PC, and it also has LEDs that change colors. Yes, I'm like, yes. Yay. This is not a, an expensive mouse. It's a Sonic the Hedgehog gaming mouse. Nice. So, well, <laughs> with, I, with Sonic the Hedgehog mouse, of, co- of course it is, Tom, because it's <clears> you. But um, yeah, yeah. So you have a PC is up and running. Let's see what you play. Like I said, I'd like to see you play something like Valorant. But if anyone has any yes, recommendations, Tom, on the PC um, gaming um, front. Is that free? I have no idea because I have, I do not have a console. Who, who slash, does it? Well, Riot Games. It's Riot, yeah. Where do I get that from? Riot has their own store, I believe. Oh, they all have their own. That's they, another they, thing. That's they a... all have their own store, yeah. I prefer console gaming so far. I tell you what, I'm not converted PC gamer. I'd, I'd much rather just well, play you know, console. You, you but have, I've you got have, an option now. You have the freedom of choice, Tom. That's why there's so many stores. Yeah, I think um, in the future I'll probably be podcasting from this as well because it's just easier at hand to podcast on than, you know, the the wires and extra USB connectors and stuff I, I need oh, to get my, <laughs> my my MacBook to, 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 to the right level where I can actually podcast. So um, I think it'd be a lot easier. I've had to get a webcam for that, though, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Because I prefer to see you. I just, you know, I need to see you, Matthew. So, um, yeah, no, I get you. I, sometimes I I talk to people online and there's no camera and I'm like, oh, this is really weird. It doesn't it yeah. doesn't feel right. Yeah. But that's on its way. The, the, the webcam's on its way. That is the last piece of the puzzle, uh, I would Good. say. I, I can use PlayStation controller with this, can't I? 
Now I've yeah, got my Bluetooth dongle. you should dongle. be able to. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, you can also just plug it in with a wire. That's what I do with my Mac. That's what I've done with PS4 controllers in the past while doing emulation and stuff. Yeah, I tried that the other day. I couldn't get it to work. Uh, That's one of the reasons able... why I got this adapter. But... You should be able to find a driver for it on, like, GitHub or somewhere like that. It should be able... It yeah. should work. It should be fine. I'm, 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 I, should be, I should be good now to go fully fully wireless, so even better. Wow. Um, yeah. So Enough I, of I, this PC talk. <laughs> I want to hear from you, Matthew. Well, to be fair, I, I on the console side of things, because I guess this is the divide now between me and you, the mere peasants and no, the Switch. I, I've um, already told you I'm not going to be playing know, on PC joking, very much. I'm just I don't playing think. up this joke, Tom. Don't worry. It's oh, all it's for lols. Um, yeah, I, I played a bit more of um, Street Fighter. Unfortunately, I had to go back to the library. I, I beat the bit I was on and quite frustrated with. I do actually yeah. think, though, some of the more frustrating things in that world tour mode are kind of mm. there to help you become a better Street Fighter player. That said, okay. as I mentioned on the, the last podcast, I immediately got met Ken and Ryu after that. And so then I just oh, knew excellent. all of their moves. The dream and team. Su- surprisingly, right, once you know how to do a dragon punch and spinning kick and all of this kind of stuff... Um, game became a lot easier. <laughs> I've just been walking through battles because I'm like, right, I know all the timings of these uppercuts and stuff. Yeah, starting you off with Luke and Chun Li as your first two uh, teachers. Yeah, it wasn't well suited to my preferences. No, and the beautiful thing is, right, you you get like as you level up through like the tech tree in that game, you can also get more special moves. So right now, I have like. Dragon Punch, um, I have a Shoryuken, I have the the Spinning Kick, um, and because I'm at Guile, I've also got the uh, the Boomerang Kick. Is that what it's mm. called? I don't know. Uh, Guile's like uh, the the Cyclone. Hold, the, yeah, the hold down flippy kick. Yeah. I can't remember. Do you know what, what Matt? You, you you said the other week, you said, oh, I, I was better at Street Fighter than you, and I, I disagree with that, because I can't still do charge moves i was playing through his chun Lee the other day i couldn't for the life of me pull off any charge spinning bird kick really or... yeah i still haven't got the timing right i was trying yeah but i, I mean to to not to like ruffle like to to puff you up too much you've beaten me with dan several times which is the most trolley thing anyone well, can do in street fighter dan's not really that bad um no this is true <laughs> That's more of a joke, I suppose. But, yeah, I, I struggle with those charge moves. Uh, but, you know, I wanted to play through the arcade mode as characters I wouldn't normally play as just to get the story and just to have played through every character's yeah. know, story in arcade. So I did uh, Chun-Li and Blanca, or Blanca. I don't know. Is it Blanca or Blanca? It's Blanca. <laughs> um, and another character. Oh, someone's a bit different. Not, not a charge character at all, but... Um, Kim Kimberly. Oh, okay. Interesting. Kimberly's great, really fast. Um yeah. really cuz she has a move which puts her into a sprint and then from the sprint move you can just press a single uh, attack button and she'll do all sorts of different moves from the sprint. And that that's quite a cool way of playing. And even with Blanca I was um getting into sort of a rhythm with him where yeah. one move into the next into the next uh, even though I wasn't doing the charge moves. Uh I feel in this variation of street fighter even blank is playable without 
you know, using all the charge attacks. Yeah. Chun Li a little less so. Or the and her um, what's it? What did what would you call it? Is that like a hurricane kick or something? Her like a rapid kick. I forget what that's called. Yeah, this is the thing. I have because I, I I think it's a hurricane kick, right? Because that's a bit different. You don't. I think you can still like tap a button to do it, but you can do a quarter circle attack. No, the, the, the hurricane into... kick is um is um Ryu's. Uh, is that what Ryu and Ken's yeah, um, spinning kick? Tatsumaki is the hurricane okay. kick, which is the spinning kick that I was talking about, which is of course Chun Li's version of it. God. Yeah. I, Giles is a somersault kick. I can't remember any that of this stuff. Sense. I haven't played Street Fighter in so long. Um, yeah, I can't remember what hers is. I know Honda's thing is the hundred hand slap. Um, Chun Li moves. Po- yeah. Spinning boot kick. Uh, lightning kick is what it is. La- that what they call yeah. it. Yeah. So you can play, press quarter circle attack uh, into that kick. Yeah. Now, whereas you, before you just have to You're hit the button. Kick. It's the same yeah, with. Yeah. It's the same with uh, Blanca's electric attack. And also what's cool with Blanca is these little Blanca um, dolls that he throws down. Yeah. If you do your special from a distance and you've got a Blanca doll on the ground, the electric will travel further through the doll as a conductor. Uh, that's cool. And so you can actually use that move when you're quite far away from the opponent. At least that's the way it seems. Yeah. Uh, having played as Blanca a bit. Okay. Um, the reason I was playing these characters also was to try out the costumes I'd bought because I was I I spent four pounds and bought some fighter coins so I could have those player two costumes which you don't seem to be able to unlock through just playing the game which is quite frustrating. Yeah. The player two costumes being the classic Ryu Ken I got Ryu Ken Cami Chun Li Blanca. Um, I think that's it. I got all those for four pounds. Did I see that there are turtles in Street Fighter now? Turtles, but they're expensive. They're turtles um, costumes for your creator player. They're not um, actually characters. Oh, such. that's weird. Yeah. So if you want to dress up your um, user-created character as a teenage mutant ninja turtle, you can do so. But it's it's quite a bit of coin. But I, to do but that, I'm, more than I'm willing to pay, anyway. I'm already the dragon of Dojima. Why? Why would I? Yeah. Why would you want to dress as a turtle? You can either just buy the um, the band, the headbands. Yeah. Um, or you can buy the full outfit. I didn't realize you could buy character creator stuff. That's interesting. I might have to look at that if I actually ever pick up this game. Um, yeah. I, interestingly, I I watched the Ninja Turtles movie. Actually, I watched the new TMNT. Uh, mm, I, I still like to see it. Yeah, it's good. I I recommend yeah, it. Yeah, it looks. Um, it has. It's definitely inspired by Spider Verse. It's definitely got that. But like the animation style is very good. Um, I think the characterizations of the turtles are really good. I, I, I can't recommend it enough. I think it's really a, a nice movie. I think it's great. It was weird because we went to watch it in the cinema here in Denmark and mm. it's clearly a kid's film. Yeah. And the trailers before it were not child friendly at all. Um, Interesting. One of them was, Is that a Danish thing or? I just, I just don't, I just think they assume it's just going to be nerds, you know, go and watch. The but it, but I think the, the turtles themselves, maybe for the first time are voiced by uh, teens, actual teens. Yes. I mean, which is, Definitely lending it more to a, a younger audience. I mean, in general, you would think, hey, this is an animated movie. This is for 
kids. I know that isn't necessarily true, but yeah, they were they were clearly like internationals who'd brought their kids to see this movie, and like the trailers before it were not. So what, not, what trailers did they have? Um, so, for example, the new Will Ferrell movie, Doggy Style. The trailer for that oh, was yeah. playing before... Strays, this. it's called, I think. Is it called uh, Doggy Style in Denmark? It's called Doggy <laughs> Style in Denmark, yeah. Oh, right. Oh, right. Is it called Strays, really? Yeah. I, I've yeah. only seen the the poster here. Uh, let me type it in, Will Ferrell. Um, I'm curious. It's... if That's really funny if that's the case. Yeah. Yeah, it's called Strays. Definitely. Really? Because that trailer ran before Mission Impossible. Okay. And Mission Impossible is what? I don't know what certificate that is. But This is not even really coming up on... Yeah, it's called... Wow, that's really weird. It's called Strays. And they've re... Yeah, it's called Doggy Style here. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Lol. Um, yeah, so uh, Turtles. Yeah. I mean, Seth Rogen's been the driving force behind this, hasn't he? He has, yeah, and I mean, this has led now Ryan Reynolds to apparently greenlight in Biker Mice from Mars, or like, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so, cool. So these actors that, that remember these uh, franchises fondly from their youth are now in a position where they can, uh, you know, bring them back. I hope they bring back Battletoads and we get those two unreleased Game Boy games as a result of it, that would be great. I would be all for that. Yeah. You know, back I read your hair, um, man. Let's give me give me more yeah, back of your hair. That's what I cool. want. Give me dead. I don't. I read that um, Seth Rogen uh, was keen to sort of have the film look like it's uh, doodles in a notebook. Yes. You know, it would have that stylistic approach, and some yes. of the effects in there were very much based off how like an explosion might be doodled or. It yeah, has that, like that. scribbly aesthetic, um, mm. I, I which went... is a little different from Spider Verse. It is for sure, but I mean, like yeah. the, the humor and like the things, it reminds me of Spider Verse. It's not got the same like crazy "Hey, we're going through multiverses" thing that Spider Verse has, but it definitely feels tonally aligned. I would, I would also say, okay. I think well, that's no are... bad thing, is it? Really? No, exactly. Spider Verse is a good template to work from. I also think those toys look really cool. Um, oh, I've got know? one here. Yeah. Yeah, I I saw um, the Leatherhead. Um, in a toy shop yesterday, and I'm actually going to go check if they have the Bebop and Rocksteady because I would I would love those figures. Got them. Um, yeah, Mikey. they're really cool. Uh, friend of the show, Cody, has all four of the the main turtles, and I was looking at them. I was like, oh, maybe I should buy these. Yeah, I was like, I was tempted to get more, but I'm like, go watch the pennies. You know, that PC wasn't, you know, oh, wasn't that fifty that pound cheap. PC broke the bank. <laughs> no, no, that that PC that's cost now two hundred quid. Yeah, and also yeah. got locked out of the flat the other week, so that 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 cost a little bit to get oh, back in. Oh, funny games. Uh, Okay, fair enough. Then won't go yeah. into that. <laughs> Maybe I'll buy you one for your birthday, Tom. Who knows? Oh um, yeah, I'd love another. Leo looks great. I think okay. the Leo figure looks fantastic. Yeah, I think all of them do. I think they're cool. Um, in the US, uh, he was telling me as well. They have a like a four pack that comes with, mm, with the van. It's the van. Van like, packaging. Ah, and I want the van pack. Yeah. That would be cool. The van's really nice. Anyways, I'm not going to buy Turtles figures because I don't collect Turtles stuff. I've already got my bits. I'm glad that it's doing well. Apparently the second movie's already been greenlit, I think I saw on cool. Twitter. So that would be cool because I would I like look forward to, to watching like... that down the line. Because I'm not going to go to the cinema to see it, though. It's too expensive here in London to keep going hey man, to cinema even, to see even, films. Even Denmark here, we went to watch Oppenheimer last night, so... I need to yeah. see Mission Impossible still. I need to see Indiana Jones, but I kind of ticked you know, off my big summer blockbusters. How much? How much are you paying there? Paying to go to 110 cinema? kroner now. 
for cinema. £16 each to see Mission Impossible at our local cinema. Uh, um, 40, <laughs> so 110 kroner is f- nearly 15 euros, which for some reason it gave me as the first currency translation. Let me just see what it is in Great British. It's probably very pounds. comparable then. I imagine it's probably about 15 quid as well. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, this 15, is IMAX. 16. This is just... This is yeah, this isn't wasn't IMAX screen, either. In, um, this period. was the uh, C- Cine World Nero's with the creaky seats. Yeah, man, I honestly, I want, I want, I wanted to see Oppenheimer in the IMAX with all Christopher Nolan's posturing of how good a film it was. I imagine it would have been incredible in IMAX. If you, Oppenheimer is very good film. Um, I I think it is perhaps the most accessible Christopher Nolan film in a long while. Um, it's very clear what he's laying out because mm. obviously it's based on someone's life but there's just some beautiful shots and stuff in it yes it's, there is some problematic stuff with you know the depiction of Oppenheimer and stuff but I'm not going to get into that here because this is not a film podcast but we Anyways, do like to talk film on occasion we do because we do. you know for our regular listeners you, you might know we, we don't like play every new release <laughs> no we don't but Tom Parry to, to pivot slightly from me talking about um the, the new the new happenings in the cinema. Um, I have played a relatively re- new release uh, for once. I, I played... Well, played is a, a strong word, perhaps, in this case. Um, I uh, bought a Vember, which, if you remember, is... Sorry? The... A Vember, do I remember the 5th of November? Do you, do you remember <laughs> the 21st of September? Um, no, it's... Um, I don't know why I went to Earth, Wind and Fire when you sang like the Guy Fawkes song at me, but uh, that's his own thing. It's all no related. It's fine. It is, yeah, exactly. Do you remember? Um, November is the that Indian cooking game that was in one of the Nintendo Indie Directs, I believe. What's it, it called again? It's not called November, is it? No, it's called Venba, which is... Uh, the Ven, lead, the Ven, as in V-E-N. V-E-N-B-A. Ah, Venba. Yeah. Oh, I found it. It is a narrative cooking game where you play as an Indian mum who immigrates to, Karen, uh, to Canada with her family. I might have heard of this. Yeah. You will have seen it. It looks gorgeous. Um, I was it was featured in the Nintendo Direct. It was featured Direct. in the Nintendo Direct last yeah. year, I believe. Oh, and really? it, it's a game that's kind of been on my radar. And then when I was just looking for something to play this morning, I was trying to actually, I wanted to play Tower of Fantasy, which is a new... Free-to-play. New free-to-play game that... Is kind of an MMO version of Genshin Impact. It's not made mm. by the Genshin studio, from what I understand, but is very heavily inspired by it. So I wanted to give it a go, talk about it in this podcast, because a lot of people I know personally have been like, oh, should we play this? And reviews seem a bit mixed, so I wanted to give my opinion. So while I was waiting for that to download, I was like, well, I don't think this is going to download in time for me to play it and give it a proper shake. I'll have a look what indie games have come out or if there's any expansions or anything. I wanted to play um, Death's Door, which has just come out on PlayStation. It's in the PlayStation Plus lineup this month. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I ironically, I got that out to the library and I was like, oh, this looks interesting. I'll see what this is. And now it's on PlayStation Plus. I'm like, oh, well, I'll just take someone back to the library. Wow, this is a highly rated game, Death's Door. Yes, it is. So, it's a roguelike, is it? No, it is not. No? And to be honest, this is... <laughs> For the, once. Playing is, again, the bit... I'm like, oh, okay. So what it is, is essentially you play as this titular character, Vember, and from what... Oh, sorry, we're, 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 we're talking about Vember now, not Death Yes, not Death Death yeah. is definitely a roguelike, which is why I'm interested in it, but it's fine. 
Um, okay, sorry. Yeah, Vemba is a, a narrative cooking game, as it has been described by the Steam page and everything else. Essentially, what it has been so far is it's been telling the story of um, two Indian immigrants to Canada, um, a, a lady called Vemba and her husband uh, called Pavalan, um, and they are just kind of... It's a lot of narration of them kind of struggling to figure out what they're going to do in Canada. They've moved for work for to try and look for a better life than they had in India. And it doesn't really seem to be working out for them. But within the opening of the game, you realise that Vember is pregnant. And so they say, well, we're going to have this kid. Our kid's going to have a better life in Canada. We should stay here. And then it kind of hard cuts to... I don't know, about five, six years later, I think it is, because there's a calendar and the game apparently spans over the course of 30 years. But your kid is growing up in Canada and obviously he prefers speaking English um, to their language, which I believe is called uh, Tamil, uh, which is an Indian subculture. And this kid is clearly like has a bit of like he's he's got one foot in both worlds you know he's trying to stay respectful to his parents but obviously like he's surrounded mm-hmm. by kids who are canadian and everything else and he's trying to assimilate with them and it, it, as someone who lives in a foreign country it, it's a very interesting story to like kind of see through this lens mm-hmm. a lot of what i've played so far a lot of like the the first 40 minutes or so of the game i've played has mainly been narrative choices. It's mainly been the parents having discussions and like you talking to the kid or something happening and then you'd be going towards a place while you're having conversations. But the gameplay between those narrative points, which have all been very well written so far, has been a, a joy and it looks gorgeous. It's got Tamal music playing underneath everything as well. It's definitely got vibes. The gameplay yeah, it looks itself, great. Uh, yeah. The art style. Mm, it, the art was yeah. the thing that struck me from the Nintendo Direct, and I was like, oh man, I really want to play this. And so what the gameplay has been so far is kind of a basic cooking minigame. Um, where... Cooking mama? No, not even. You're not doing like the chopping and stuff. What it is is just kind of like point-and-click style puzzles of you. You have your mother's old oh. recipe book, which is this like, beautiful seemingly silk bound book the game has a lot of like papery drawingy textures so it's kind of hard to tell but like based on the patterns and stuff i would say it's this old silk cookbook with all your mother's recipes in it but because it it's your mother's cookbook and like you've traveled the world and everything else it's not in the best condition and so a lot of the game is you looking at this cookbook seeing the steps that are like handwritten and just like really fast steps as if someone's explaining cooking to you it's not like a cookbook it's like, you know, oh, put one cup of this, put one cup of that, da 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 mix it until it's fine. It's not, it doesn't give you really detailed instructions. And a lot of the pages, because it is a family cookbook, have, like, smears over some of the words, or they have, like, little bits of the page that have, like, bent over so you can't see what it is. And so you have to use a bit of deductive reasoning to go, like, right, okay. So one of the instances I had to make a dish that required like a flour like uh, a flour made out of um rice and so you had to put rice in the food processor like then you had to take it out you had to sieve it to like sift out the bigger pieces of rice but you can't the step after that is like smeared with some like grease or something so you can't read the words 
So right. you have to figure out yourself, oh, I can't just throw this in the water, which seems like the obvious so that's next That's the puzzle step. element. Yeah, there's a puzzle element to it. I will admit, so far, it hasn't seemed that intuitive. It's been a bit of like me doing trial and error. Unfortunately, the game allows you on the Switch just to hold down B to like undo and start the, the part right. of the recipe you're on again. Is kind of like stages to the recipe. So after I'd figured out how to do this flower stuff, after messing it up once or twice, then I moved on to another stage where... I was loading stuff into this funnel to make this cake, and the it sh- there was a diagram of how it should be, but it didn't tell me which of the ingredients should go in those orders. And so you were like looking at it and trying to find hints within the book, and then you realised that there's kind of a key up the top corner, and one of them has a C next to it, and one of them has um, an F next to it. And you're like, okay, this is telling me this is the coconut, this is the flour. I'll do this. It's interesting. It's not very deep. It's not very... Well, at least the gameplay parts are. The gameplay parts there kind of feel like they're there to justify it being a video game rather than a story, in my opinion, so Mm. far. I imagine that will increase as we go along. This is right at the start of the game. But what the story that they're trying to tell is, and like when you combine that with the art style and all the beautiful music and everything else, I think it's going to be a really good, poignant experience. I'm not sure how long it is apparently um, not very long i've just been reading up um and some people have been a little bit not, not so keen on uh, the price to length uh, yeah actually looking looking at this on how long to be it says the game's roughly an hour and a half yeah, yes, it actually even says on steam it says that short and sweet you can enjoy it in an hour to two hour City. Wow. Okay, that's that's really interesting because like right that's now, that's all right with me. All right with yeah, me. Yeah, no, it's I'm like totally a film. fine with that. It's an like, interactive I, experience. Honestly, had I known that was the case, and I, honestly, I might even do this now. I might just restart it because I'm not. I'm like 30, 40 minutes in. I might just try and play it in a sitting and see how that is to experience mm. it that way. But uh, yeah, all in all, so far, like the thing, the things that the game does very well are the stylistic choices, the stories kind of very strong, and obviously someone who lives in an international environment and has a family here, it definitely resonates with me in terms of like how much of a culture you adopt versus how much you keep of your own culture and everything else. Really interesting game. I think it's really cool. Not seen anything like it before. No. Like I said, hopefully the gameplay elements become a bit more involved. But again, again, if we're yeah, really and the price isn't. Experience, yeah, the price isn't too bad. It's like the price of a uh, a new release Blu-ray or DVD. You know, it's yeah. I mean, uh, on, you get about twelve pounds, twelve yeah, thirteen I, pounds. Right now, I think it's even on sale on the Switch. So I think it, I paid like ninety nine krona for it. So I imagine it's about ten or something like that. So mm-hmm. all in all, I I'm pleasantly surprised by it. it. It's lived up to the expectations set by the trailer. I'll complete it before next time and I'll give a more thorough review of it. But like so far really enjoying what i've played a bit excellent and that's vember available for lots everything, of everything i think platforms. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. on xbox everything uh, playstation yeah. switch steam i think even mac so i think you can get it anywhere uh else. no not for mac boo well i imagine it will be pretty soon it's not that hard a game is it an ios i can imagine this game lend itself quite well to mobile doesn't mention it on the on the internet just doing a quick search hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. PC, uh, not Mac. No. No, you're right. It says Windows. Okay. Well, if you have a console and you want to give it a go, give it a go. I say it's a pretty fun experience so far. 
Do you think that would um, work well on um, with with a mouse? Talking about PCs this episode, you think that will, I'm, the game I'm work well with a mouse? Absolutely. I didn't try mm. to see if it had uh, switch touchscreen compatibility because it didn't really need it because it's literally dragging one thing from one area. To ah, so, so it's sort of a very much suited to a, to a mouse. So. Yeah, I, I would I would say so. Even though, like I said, mm. it was revealed on the first time I became aware of it was the switch thing. It definitely yeah. it definitely doesn't feel out of the blue that you can play with a controller you know it doesn't feel odd no or good, good or that's janky, good as well so. yeah lovely to be honest matt i've not played much else this last week uh no? if i'm being yeah uh, well, let me think let me think well if i played i always return back to dirt five uh, if i want yeah. a bit of a racing fix i've been playing that game for since it's appeared on game pass which was not long after launch it might have been on launch actually uh, still think that's a really good fun um, racing game. There's a lot of content there. Forget all the extra stuff. Just playing through what's initially there in the main game is more than enough to keep your average player occupied. Probably around 40-hour mark with that game. Yeah. Or, well, no, maybe not quite 40. But, yeah, a good, a good maybe 30 hours on that. Uh, so over a period of maybe two years, I'm not sure how it's been out. Um, have I played anything else I've gone a bit blank oh Cotton yes I mentioned this last week so uh, since we last talked about uh, Cotton Reboot for the PlayStation 4 I've played uh, you know a good chunk of that and really great Uh, Reboot especially because I got Reboot and um, the other game was Fantasy Cotton Fantasy Cotton Fantasy yeah yeah uh, Cotton Fantasy is rendered in 3D, whereas Reboot is a 2D game uh, that includes the original um, Cotton game, the, the very first one, uh, and it's it's Reboot, which is a lot more flashy and more similar to what you would get now from a modern uh, shooter in that it's bullets everywhere, bullet hell. Uh, if you want something a bit stripped back, you can also play the the original version, which is a lot less in your face. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> a lot less effects going on constantly. But the um, the reboot is a lot of fun, and I'd I'm not a huge fan, as I've mentioned previously, of um, shooters, but I've always found there to be a charm to the Cotton series. And yeah, it uh, definitely is. This is a great entry into the series, and it's a lot of fun. So I can recommend that. I've hardly played Fantasy, but in that game, you've it's a more modern take on Cotton. Yeah, it still feels like a Cotton game, but you've got uh, multiple characters that you can choose from this time around. Okay. Um, before I can uh, give judgment on that, I'm definitely going to have to play it a little bit more. But yeah. uh, I recommend Cotton Reboot. I don't know if it's still on sale. It was on PlayStation. Uh, sale the, last week the sale is still on it is a last chance so i imagine that is ending soon i may pick up that and i may talk about it with you next week because i, mm. I, like I say if you're going to pick up one in your fan of 2d games specifically um like classic cotton like you might have played on the super nintendo or the saturn yeah then cotton reboot's probably the one to opt for okay good fun good fun it's always good um i actually i I while i haven't played any of them yet because i literally got them on friday and so i haven't had time to sit down and give them a spin um i got some new game boy color games um 
a friend was in Amsterdam uh, for their holidays, and they messaged me. They're like, "Hey, I'm in a retro game shop. This looks really good. Have you got your game by list?" And I was like, "Yeah, here, here's the list. I've got like thirty odd games left. If they have any of them, great. But I'm not expecting them to. I should just finally buy these on eBay because I can't seem to find them anytime I go into retro shops. And lo and behold, Tom Parry, they bought me they." bought me seven games that I didn't have for my Game Boy Color collection, and now I'm down to just 20 titles that I need. Well, well done. I know, I'm getting there, slowly but surely. Like, And when I start reading the names of these games out, you'll be like, oh, that's why he hasn't completed his Game Boy Color games, because all of them are kind of in this same vein now. There's not... I've got your Survival Kids, I've got your Moomin's Tales, I've got your... Um, Lufia's. I've got all the stuff I actually really want. And so it's just kind of picking up the last bits so I've got the full set. Uh, Matt Hoffman's Pro BMX. Billy Bob's Hunting and Fishing. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. I which... remember, if we just... Hunting and Fishing, Billy... But I remember that being reviewed, I think, in either Nintendo... Uh, probably N64 magazine. And getting yeah. a reasonably good review, I think. I have heard that it's not a bad game, despite yeah. me having a lot of going like, oh god, do I really have to buy this? Uh, Trick Border, which is a Natsume game, which I imagine is pretty good. Um, San Francisco Rush uh, 2049 by Midway, which I have heard... Is that the... top down or I am not sure, the mate. Car? It is one of the more expensive games for this. I know there's, there is there mm. is an N64 game of San Francisco Rush. Yes. Um, yes, there's two San Francisco Rush games. I think both of them on the N64. No, there's two on the N64, and I think there's a third one that came out on the Dreamcast, which is more futuristic. It is. this. That is the one. It's 2049. Is that same one. There was a Game Boy Color game of that for some reason. Yeah. yeah. It also it also came out on the N64 apparently in twenty fourteen. All three of them States. did. Oh. Yeah, um, this is a top down game. Yeah, it looks like Micro Machines. That's interesting. Yeah, I. I'll let me know where that one plays. I will let you yeah. know how it is. It was the more expensive one. It was twelve euro, and again, Ooh. It's, it's not a Game Boy Color game I've seen before. Hence why I don't own it. So, I imagine it is slightly obscure. Um, F1 Championship Season 2000 um, unfortunately was a game that I thought I didn't own but when I looked in the folders yesterday I was like ah shit actually I did already own this but it's fine so what happens to that one that will go in the spares pile which to be fair I need to get rid of some of my spare game you need to do a little uh, get a little stall at one of them uh, markets no Tom I so I oh they're expensive aren't they (laughs) yeah but I started looking at some of the games I have in my trade pile some of them are worth a couple of hundred quid (laughs) I I don't Mm. know what to do are you popping like, on eBay with them or the I Danish guess, equivalent? I guess so, or trying to find someone locally who is sick in the head like I am and wants a full Game Boy collection and is willing to pay 200 quid for Darkman on the Game Boy. Um, and the last game I bought, Tom Parry, which I'm sure will be absolutely excellent, I'm sure it was worth every cent of that eight euro I paid for it, uh, which is Extreme Sports for the Bernstein Bears. Wow. Yeah, I, I when I when I think uh, that that them bears, I don't think of uh, extreme sports. No, but there um, they are, um, in, BMXing. It, interesting side note from what I remember of my my research into the history of way forward. Originally, extreme sports was um, supposed to be 
the, this game. Like they were approached to do an extreme sports to the Bernstein Bears game. They didn't. They never ended up doing it. It's not like extreme sports was a like them doing this game and then porting it or whatever. It's not like sprite swaps or anything. They they were approached with doing an extreme sports game for the Bernstein Bears, and then he went to some other company. And they thought like, oh, we should do an extreme sports game, and that's why that game exists. Right. So yeah, tw- down to twenty games now. Like I said. None of them are particularly that interesting. I will eventually get them all. None of them are particularly pricey. It's just... I just don't want to buy them all on eBay because I still enjoy going to a retro shop every now and again and there's still a bit of a thrill of the hunt thing. Mm -hmm. Of going like, oh man, look at that. Extreme Sports to the Bernstein Bears. Grabbing it. But as someone so nicely offered and they were there and they happened to have these games, I was like, why not? Marvellous. Indeed. Um, Yeah. Something I was going to mention on on today's episode uh, regarding the size of games on a uh, Series S. I, I'm having some issues here. Interesting. Because, um, of course, you probably want more than one or two games, but it, it, especially if you're just using the 500 gig. I had an update for uh, Halo Infinite today that was 60 gig. <whistles> an update. You know, and and you know that game's updated fairly regularly. It's going to come one of the bigger ones on the console. If you want that, and say a game like Forza Horizon, what are we on five now, yeah. uh, that also had a bit of an update today, and it's a game that gets updated regularly. Even if you want to play just a handful of games, bear in mind, games like that are going to get updated a lot. So. Uh, yeah, I'm just experiencing this with the the Series S because I have a Series S to play the Microsoft exclusives. I Game Pass. I was lucky enough to be able to convert Xbox Live Gold membership to Game Pass. That'll run out next year. Uh, yeah. But I've you know I've enjoyed having that as an option. Maybe I haven't made as much use of it as uh, I could have done because I don't play as many games as I used to. But uh, yeah, just seeing how big these games are getting, the Series S becomes less and less of a sort of value for money option. I, yeah, because you have to buy those expansion cards if you want the extra memory, and they are not cheap. No, they are very expensive. Yeah, so I just that's that sort of like a a word of warning out there. Uh, <laughs> imagine you you want to keep playing Halo, you want to keep playing Forza, and then you want to maybe play Starfield as well. You know, you're probably going to be able to play those three games on it. <laughs> yeah, but it, maybe that's slight exaggeration, but it certainly feels like that. That's a shame. Well, I, again, like this is the wonders, right? Like even my PS5 now, I'm having to be pretty choosy with which games mm. I keep on the console for this very reason. Like games well, are I just got getting ex- bigger. That's why yeah, I, I got play, the um, um, expansion memory for PS5. Yeah. I kind of need to, I think, at some point. I would recommend it. It's a lot cheaper than Xbox. There's a few good deals on at the minute. There has been over that PlayStation sale period. In yeah. fact, you know, with the PlayStation prices being slashed as they have been this summer and the um, affordability of the memory expansion for PlayStation, well, you can use it in a variety of things, PlayStation being one of them. Yeah, um, yeah the PlayStation does seem like a very value of money option. I'm surprised that Microsoft haven't combated that in in any sort of massive way. I think for 
£10 more than the retail price of a Series X, you could get a game with it, which when you compare that to what you can, the deals you can get on PlayStation currently, it doesn't quite cut the mustard. So I'm hoping, well, for a friend of mine um, who wants to get Starfield on an Xbox, I'm hoping perhaps he gets some better deals around the release of Starfield, which isn't that far away, is it? No, it isn't. It's very close. I mean, there's a lot of games coming out in the next couple of weeks. Um, mm. We've got Armored Core, um, Baldur's Gate obviously just dropped on PC, but will be coming out on the PlayStation, I believe, the first week of September. Starfield's out. Like, there are things in the wind that are coming soon that I'm kind of excited by. So, yeah. if you want to play them, play them all on your Xbox Series S, you might be in for a little bit of a battle. You might, <laughs> uh, but to be fair, from a sense of things, you can't play Baldur's Gate on the 9th because I think it's been delayed for Xbox because of some split scene co-op stuff that doesn't quite work on the Xbox platforms yet so oh yes because they they took out that for Series S I think Um, that was the deal that it would be fine on Series S but you wouldn't be able to play multi uh, split screen which uh, it doesn't seem right does it no, it doesn't. So are, they, are they delaying it to make that work on Series S? Is that the? That's what I have heard. Yes. Hmm. So interesting, interesting. Indeed. Okay. There um, is um, a game coming out on the horizon. I'm quite excited about, and maybe our listeners also be interested. There's a new Fatal Fury in the works. There is. Yeah, I, I saw this. Using the same engine as King of Fighters. What are you on? Sixteen? Fifteen? Can't recall now. Fifteen was the last one, right? I think so. It's hard oh, to God. keep up, actually. Yeah, it is. There's a, there's a lot of these games coming out of the woodwork. King of Fighters 6. I'm going to search for 16 and find out that there is a King of Fighters 16. No, no, rumour. That's coming. Okay. Good. I thought for a second oh. there, Tom, you weren't up with the highs of highs of fighting game community. I mean, we did forget all the names of the moves in Street Fighter, but that's fine. Hmm. So, yeah, I think we're going to get another King of Fighters. Um, That'd be point. nice. I'm looking forward to Tekken 8. That should be yeah, fantastic when that too. eventually um, appears. And I'd love a Soul Calibur 7. Of course, there's been nothing surrounding that game being in development yet, but it'd be nice to know it was, yep. personally. They'll be uh, getting that for sure. There's other stuff I know that is coming, but I won't delay the podcast by me soon. Well, apparently um, there's the rumours that there'll be a new Switch next next year. Yeah. I don't know is... um, if there's much in those rumours. Do you know any more about that? No, I, I mean, I've just I've seen the same scuttlebutt that you have, but I mean, I've seen Switch Pro rumours now for years, so until Nintendo actually says something, I'm not going to invest too much stock in it. I don't know. No. I would. I wouldn't mind an update switch. I find. I find myself using my switch less and less. Um, Venma being the exception, I think. Other than Tears of the Kingdom, like I haven't really turned my switch on for much. Over the Apart last to play Venma. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like Venma is mm. being the exception. That like I haven't touched it since Tears of the Kingdom launched because I kind of fell off that game because I had eye infection stuff I had to deal with. which I've talked about on the podcast before. Mm. I need to get back into Tears of the Kingdom, man. That game's special. I just haven't had a chance to play it. 
Mm. Like the thing is, I look at it and I'm like, oh, but should I start One Piece Odyssey instead, or should I play Tears of the Kingdom? Should I play One Piece? I I end up doing neither. There's also <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen characters in Fortnite right now, which I want to investigate, but I'm like, ah, I don't really. Really, I thought much. you weren't keen on Jujutsu. Oh, Jujutsu Kaisen. I fell off it in a big bad way. I still wouldn't mind um, their their Kakashi stand-in, whose name escapes me, as a Fortnite skin because he looks cool. Yeah. Anyways, let's wrap up this podcast, Tom Parry. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Tom, for partying with me. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast, you can find us in a variety of places on X uh, at Game Boy for me, <laughs> at Tom Parry11 for him, and at TMA Cast for the two of us. That's on X. Um, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Tom and Matt Attack, and you can listen to the podcast in a variety of places, such as on tomattack.com forward slash podcast. We are on blastprocess.com. You can find us on Spotify, you can find us on Stitcher, and you can find us on iTunes while you're in iTunes. Why not give us a cheeky rate and subscribe? I flipped that around so I could actually get into the cheeky rate and subscribe bit, because you can't do that on the other platforms. But there we go. <laughs> X gun, give it to you, Tom. You you sound less amused every time I say X, so I'm going to stop saying X. Oh, sorry, Matt. Was it, was it an accident? <laughs> right, okay, cool. Thanks, Tom. Um, thank you it's been a pleasure, yes. I uh, really enjoyed uh, chatting this week. Uh, hope yeah. uh, you guys out there have also enjoyed our ramblings. We're, we're so. being fairly consistent in our um, releases, just lately. We um, are. I'm afraid I won't be available next week. And I won't be available the week after. So this is our last podcast for the month of August, I think. Right. So that's a shame. So that is but a shame. don't worry I about it. I would be available um, yeah. the week after, but there right. you go. That's how it goes, Tom. That's how it goes. <laughs> Anyways, um, enjoy yourselves out there in gaming land. Uh, next time we'll be back, I will undoubtedly probably play some Armored Core and definitely some Extreme Sports to the Bernstein Bears. So, you know, lot to look forward to on that podcast. Absolutely. I, I can't wait, Matt. Oh, gripping. Right. Okay. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, everybody out there for listening. And be sure, everybody, to game on. Game on. Game on.